Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology, the top five news stories to get your day started. Today is May 5th. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. Today, we're going to be discussing a bribery investigation at Stryker, ZimV's recent layoffs, and another CGM milestone for Medtronic. First of all, Sean, I saw that you posted a really good roundup on Mass Device this week about SPAC mergers and how they've been going. Yeah, it's uh, an interesting look into something that sort of took the medtech world by storm a couple of years ago, it felt like. And uh, a lot of the special purpose acquisition companies or SPACs were paying big money to take medtech companies public through these funky mergers that however they work. And uh, you know, went around and looked at some of the archives to see what actually happened to those companies that had these big SPAC deals announced. A few of them fell through and never happened. A few of them went through and the companies are functioning as normal today as public companies. Uh, one in particular, Pair Therapeutics, went through a SPAC deal and actually declared bankruptcy. So it's a, it, it's a variance that seemed very interesting and it's something to keep an eye on because it seems like those deals really dried up in the last year or so. I was reading the article and it's really interesting that you went back and just looked at all the history. So I think our listeners should definitely go check it out on the Mastivize website when, when they get a chance. So please do. <laughs> With that being said, what is the first piece of news that we should know to get our day started today? First piece of news is Cognixion won an FDA breakthrough device designation for its brain-computer interface for assistive communication. So we've been covering BCIs for a little while now, and uh, they're really interesting technology, but this certainly new to me. I don't know if you'd ever heard of Cognixion, but new new company enters the arena yeah, I'd never heard of them before today either, but I know BCI seems to be a trending space right now. So what does this device do? It's it's an assisted reality device. It, picture, if you check out the story, there's a photo on the website that it looks like your normal, you know, Oculus or whatever brand VR headset uh, uses bionic combination or AI augmented reality and assistive technology to help people with severe motor impairments communicate and interact more effectively and independently. Interesting. I've only used one of those VR headsets once, and it was at the Dali Museum in Tampa. It took you through like an interactive visit through Dali's art. So <laughs> I had the pleasure of using one at uh, Fundamental VR, which will actually be at Device Talks Boston. So that's worth mentioning. But they uh, use it for surgical training. And it's you just feel it's strange when you're not used to it. But it's it's a really cool thing. I hope that it somehow makes its way more into med tech. That's interesting. How does this company's BCI work? So it uses electroencephalogram, I hope I said that right, or EEG technology to provide a brain computer interface to enable patients with advanced disease progression to communicate responses through the wearable augmented reality headset. And by integrating AI, the company hopes for the device to rapidly support communication intentions and desired outcomes. It can provide suggestions capable of quick selection, audible, visual communication. It, it seems like it's a really good way for people with neurodegenerative diseases to communicate. Yeah, it sounds like a significant milestone for severe motor impairment. As we mentioned earlier, this is a trending space right now. It will have some big name competition in the space, right? Yeah. So you've got sort of, there's a trio of that, that are leading the way, if you will. Uh, you've got BlackRock Neurotech. That's sort of the old guard in the space. They've had BCIs in humans for nearly 20 years. Synchron is a sort of different approach. They use a catheter delivery system for the implant. So it's not open brain surgery. And that company has financial backing from Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos. So you kind of know that there's something there when, when those names are involved. 
And then there's Neuralink, which is Elon Musk backed venture, which has exciting technology, but has also faced some pretty serious bumps in the road, um, animal cruelty investigations, things of that nature. So you can read all about the history of those companies on our site. We've done some roundups and a lot of coverage there. And, and there's a lot more companies battling in the space as well. So it's it's a really interesting one to watch. Interesting. Well, let's move on to our next news item. Yeah. So looking through, it's still earnings season, as we mentioned before. And looking through the earnings today, we saw that Zimvi uh, posted its first quarter results. Its stock was on the rise. So you'd imagine they were good and the numbers were good. But the company also said it's laying off approximately 5% of its workforce. And the layoffs are obviously the big news here out of this headline. But first, what were some of the financial results of the quarter? Yeah, well, the company posted losses of almost $30 million or $1.14 per share on sales of $225 million for the three-month period. It had about a $4 million bottom line slide deeper into the red and sales declined by 4.1%. So on the surface, it doesn't look great, but Adjusted EPS came in at 25 cents, which was 20 cents ahead of Wall Street expectations. And sales came in about $16 million ahead of Wall Street expectations. So the company outperformed the projections by the analysts and investors. And that seemed to be why the stock was on the rise. Interesting. Now to the layoffs. What did they say caused the cut in the workforce? Yeah, well, you'd imagine with you know what we've seen all around MedTech that every company is not immune to the current economic climate, but the company said that the layoffs came as part of an overall restructuring effort that aims to better position the organization for future success based on the current business environment. Through some of its changes, Zimvi hopes to reduce its global cost structure and streamline its organizational infrastructure. So as a result, the company expects an approximate 5% global workforce reduction, given that the company's most recent annual report lists about 2,700 employees and could be roughly equivalent to 135 workers. Wow. And what are executives saying about the layoffs and the financial performance and all that? Well, Vafa Jamali, the president and CEO of Zimvi, said that he's pleased with the progress that the team has made to evolve its product portfolio and shift focus from operational enhancements to innovation and commercial execution, which is likely in reference to the overall performance of the company. But he did say, concurrently, we have taken definitive actions to continue reducing operating expenses to improve our operating profile. And so despite you know what's gone on there, he said, I am optimistic about the future of Zimvi. All right. On to some more diabetes news. Yeah, there's always one. Uh, this one is Health Canada licenses Medtronic's Guardian 4 CGM sensor for use with the Minimed 780G. So another regulatory nod for the next-gen diabetes tech from Medtronic. And what does this license mean for Medtronic and people with diabetes in Canada? Yeah, so Minimed 780G already had Health Canada licensing going back to November, but this license uh, enables use with the next generation sensor. So the continuous glucose monitor with the automated insulin pump means that the advanced hybrid closed loop system helps users manage type 1 diabetes. And this is particularly pertinent to those people in Canada and Medtronic plans to launch in the country by the end of this year. Yeah, it sounds like this approval could mean significant advances for diabetes patients in Canada. And this news comes shortly after Medtronic got an FDA nod, right? Yeah, the company uh, won FDA approval for the same system in April. So it's been a pretty good stretch on the regulatory front. Also, if you consider their full resolution of the letter that the that the FDA sent to its diabetes business. And if you want to read more about all the ongoing things with Medtronic Diabetes, I will 
shamelessly plug that I was fortunate enough to have a chat with Q Delara, the executive vice president and president of Medtronic Diabetes, and Ali Dianati, the VP of product innovation at Medtronic Diabetes. I'd recommend you check out the website and read more about that. And for those who don't know, what does this Medtronic CGM do? Yeah, so it it comprises part of the entire closed-loop automated insulin delivery system. It detects glucose levels and contributes to how the you know technology automatically doses people with diabetes. So it's got meal detection technology, providing automatic adjustments and corrections to sugar levels every five minutes, thanks to the data that the sensor provides. And when users forget to bolus or underestimate the number of carbs in their meal, it can offer insulin, knows how to adjust for those you know, variables. And Guardian 4 also has something called SmartGuard, which means no finger sticks for glucose measurements. So much like the other CGMs on the market that eliminate the need for drawing blood to measure your glucose levels. Awesome. What else should we know for the day? Formis Labs won FDA clearance for its AI-powered orthopedic surgery planning technology. So AI continues to make its mark in med tech. And here's another example of that. Yeah. And what does the software do? The Formis says that it saves time for orthopedic surgeons so that they can consistently preoperatively plan for every case. The software combines AI and computational biomechanics to provide highly accurate outputs from scan to plan in all in the space of under an hour. Okay. It's interesting that a lot of the technology that's coming out is making surgeons' lives easier and reducing that fatigue. I know we've discussed it before. So it seems like the company has had some wins over the last few years. Yeah, well, more than a year ago, Formus Labs announced that it raised $5 million and entered into a partnership with orthopedic giant Zimmer Biomet to co-develop and commercialize the Formus Hip in New Zealand and Australia. So when, when those kind of deals go down, you can sort of get a clue into the fact that it's an innovative technology catching the eye of big names in the industry. For sure. And how optimistic are executives at the company? Well, Dr. Zhu Zhang, uh, Formus Labs founder and CEO, called it a huge milestone in the company's journey to bring cutting-edge pre-op surgery planning tools to surgeons. They aim to make the work easier and more efficient and also improve outcomes for patients. He also said that FDA clearance serves as a significant validation of the accuracy and rigor of the company's AI models. Surgeons who have used the Formus platform before in Australia and New Zealand have expressed that they like having the pre-op plans that make facing unforeseen challenges easier to overcome because of the thorough understanding of each patient's physiology. So it's it's a pretty big deal to the company. They seem pretty thrilled by this FDA clearance. They think that it's got the huge potential to save costs, time spent on logistics and inventory in the U.S. Hmm. Cool stuff. What's the last thing that we should know? Yeah, this was an interesting thing to kind of come in this afternoon. Stryker faces another bribery investigation. It was an interesting sort of almost a footnote in the company's financial reports for the first quarter. Uh, and what little we know about it is definitely an interesting bit of news. What does this investigation center around? It centers around certain business activities in an undisclosed foreign country or multiple foreign countries. We're not quite sure. Stryker disclosed that it received contact from the U.S. Department of Justice and the Securities and Exchange Commission to evaluate whether the company violated provisions of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, or FCPA, which is a law that restricts companies from bribing foreign governments, foreign government officials to benefit their business interests. I can imagine the risk that this kind of investigation would pose for the company. So how is it preparing for the investigation? Well, Stryker said it's cooperating with both DOJ and the SEC as the investigation ensues, and it engaged outside counsel to conduct the investigation, but the company 
like I said, a little limited detail on on what exactly is going on. The companies did say that it can't predict the outcome of the investigation or the potential impact, if there is any, on its financial statements and results. But Stryker has had to make some settlements in the past, right? Yeah, it's actually the third time in the last 10 years that this exact type of investigation has popped up for the company. In 2013, they settled with the SEC for $13 million over charges claiming it broke the FCPA in five countries, which was Argentina, Greece, Mexico, Poland, and Romania. And then in 2018, Stryker paid $7.8 million to settle more SEC charges for FCPA violations, although in this case, it admitted no wrongdoing. So that it's a bit different. Uh, that one related to its business in India, China, and Kuwait. So hopefully we we are able to learn more about sort of what this investigation entails, and it'll be interesting to watch as it develops. Definitely. That is very interesting, and we will be keeping an eye on that. That is all the news that we have for the day. Thank you again, Sean, for joining me, giving us your expertise and running us through the news for the day. My pleasure. And it's always worth reminding, as we've mentioned many times today, you can read all about this on the Mass Device website. And you can also check out our show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. And please connect with us online. I'm on Twitter at Danielle underscore Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H, and the same name on LinkedIn. What about you? I'm on LinkedIn, Sean Hooley. I've spelled my name every episode we've done, so I'll see if uh, I don't need to this time. <laughs> Subscribe to the Mastervice Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us Tuesday for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.